0: Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Herb Stratford. He's a nationally recognized content creator, he's an artist, a filmmaker, a writer. He's also led the restoration of the Fox Theater and doing the same thing in Barrio Viejo for Teatro Carmen. But today, we're going to talk about another one of his local projects. Film Fest Tucson. Today is October 2nd, 2022. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, You get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android by getting our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. And if you want to get us on the show, it's contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. That URL takes you to our past episodes and to information about our new book. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram, and our podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, all other kinds of great places out there. Well, it's about time for us to get out and meet ourselves, apparently. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Tucson Meet Yourself is back up and running. This is a a weekend of, some people call it Tucson Eat Yourself, because there's a tremendous amount of uh, different cultures represented through their food, but there's also uh, different types of folk artists. There's performances, vendors. All kinds of good fascinating things happening in downtown Tucson I'll be over at Hokame Plaza and we um, we interviewed uh, we interviewed the the organizers way way back so if you want to learn more about the uh, Tucson Meet yourself and how it got started or kind of what it's all about uh, you can head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org dot org and uh, look up episode number forty nine or just put in the search bar uh, meet yourself and uh, you'll you'll uh, run across it. The um, feature today is a very dynamic and and apparently never sleeping individual. His name is Herb Stratford. Uh, You heard his intro. Uh, He has done all things uh, when it comes to uh, the film world. He's created, he has curated, he's a film critic, he helps uh, put together film festivals across the country. He's done physical work with things like the Fox Theater and now with the Carmen Teatro. And we're going to catch up with them down the road on on some of those projects. Uh, today we really wanted to talk about something coming up here in just in a couple of weeks. It's Film Fest Tucson. Just about 30 films will be uh, presented over three indoor and two outdoor venues over that weekend and we wanted to get more information about that and kind of how Herb gets all of this stuff done. So we sat down with him and uh, here's our interview from uh, just a couple of days ago with Herb Stratford.
1: All right, so uh, my name is Herb Stratford, and I am the co founder, co director of Film Fest Tucson. Uh, I am also a historic theater consultant, so I restored the Fox Theater, and I'm currently working on restoring the Teatro Carmen down in Barrio Viejo. Yeah,
0: and when, when your name came up, I was like, oh, I've got, a, I've got to interview uh, Herb about, about this project. And then someone asked me, like, well, which one? And I started, I started doing research, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're, you're, you're completely involved with the buildings, the material, you create the material, you curate the material. So the, there's something about films that you like, apparently.
1: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure who I can blame for that, uh, but uh, possibly it's my parents uh, introducing me to films as diverse as The Godfather and Animal House. So okay. <laughs> I think it all got stirred up in there somehow.
0: Uh, are, you, are you from Tucson originally?
1: No, actually, I grew up in Chicago, uh, and I came to, uh, my parents moved to Phoenix, and so I went to high school in Phoenix, but then I moved down to Tucson uh, in 1983 to go to the U of A, and I've been here ever since.
0: Fantastic. So we, we captured you and, and didn't let you go, which is uh, kind of the goal here with our university. Yes. And and then how did you, so I'm assuming you were a film major or something along those lines in school?
1: I wasn't actually. Um, I have two degrees from the U of A, but they're both in uh, in art, uh, not in film. And so uh, it was something. It was funny at one point when I was doing the Fox Theater. Somebody said to me, "Oh, did you know? Did you go to college to learn how to restore a theater, and or how did you learn?" And I said, "I just sort of made it up as I went along, and it was just a just a passion thing for me." So uh, so I well, I don't have a formal. Film education. I've definitely got. know uh, yeah, I've definitely got the ten thousand hours down. <laughs> so.
0: Un- understood. Well, I, I really want to focus mostly on on Film Fest Tucson because that's coming up right around the corner. But I, I have to touch upon a couple of your projects, and, and maybe we can dig into them deeper on a, on a future episode. But you know, the Fox Theater. I don't. I'm not sure if everyone fully understands the state of that theater when you and your your group got together and decided it was it was worth salvaging. It was like I've heard really stories. It's like on the verge of collapse and and it was an animal sanctuary or some sort of. of.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, my, my, my favorite two still, well, they're not even stories there. One's a story and one's true. Uh, there was about 40 homeless people living in the building at one point, And we know that because uh, one of the homeless people, once we'd sort of locked all the doors and gotten everybody cleared out, became one of our volunteers. And he told us amazing stories that, you know, we could sort of collaborate based on what we were seeing in the building. Uh, so so it was, it was sort of a home home shelter i mean it had been closed since you know the early 70s and we got in there in, in uh in 99 so it was or 97 probably so it had been closed and empty for you know 20 plus years with leaking roof uh but my, my other sort of urban legend that i love is the the management company that was controlling it at one point said that they could not let anybody come into the theater because there were vampire bats in the theater that's
0: what i heard yeah <laughs>
1: so uh, that was, uh, I think, one time we saw a bat in there, but it, it you know, it did not transform into Bella Lugosi or anything like that. So,
0: yeah, well, I've been spreading the vampire bat rumor, so it might be out of control <laughs> at this point because there are more than one in my stories. <laughs> well, th- that obviously turned out fantastically for for the theater and for downtown. I know uh, it was a labor of, of of love, but it was also just a tremendous amount of actual labor. Uh, to, to get that to where it is now.
1: It, it was. It was, you know, it was about seven years between, you know, starting the project and then raising, we raised, you know, about $14 million. And then I ran it for about two and a half years before I stepped away. And, and it was definitely like, uh, like another child. It was, it was such a, such an ordeal to do. And, and also I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand, you know, they, they, they look at downtown now and, and, you know, uh, the streetcar and the AC hotel and, you know, all the restaurants. And really when the Fox opened in, you know, in 2005, you know, <sighs> (sighs) None of that was there. Hotel Congress was there, (laughs) you know. I mean, it was it was really you know build it and hopefully they'll come. And you know, we all of a sudden dropped an extra fifty thousand people, you know, overnight uh, coming to shows at a building that had been empty for a long time. So it definitely had an impact on downtown. And I think. Uh, it's, you know, that with the Rialto at the other end of Congress really make downtown work to have a couple of iconic uh, historic buildings like the Fox and the Rialto.
0: Absolutely. And and like you said, that being in the opposite ends of downtown, make it, uh, you know, kind of bookend us with the, that excellence there. And then you've got a project which, again, I, I could spend the entire show on it, so I, I'll reserve that for a later date because you've got a little more time on it. But Teatro Carmen, I was so excited when I... I read in the paper that, uh, that the Rawlings family, who, uh, who I understand purchased this building simply to make sure it wasn't going to be destroyed, that they had reached out to you and that come to a partnership to, to restore that in, uh, in the Barrio Viejo
1: so, the, yeah, the Carmen, it's an interesting story. I had seen that building probably in the, in the mid to late 80s, uh, right when I would seen the Fox sort of on the inside for the first time. And it sort of fell off my radar. I was aware of it, but I sort of forgot about it a little bit. And then uh, when I found out that they were interested in possibly letting the building go and uh, selling it or finding somebody to work with, um, I approached Don Rawlings in uh, October of, of actually 2019, and we started talking. And so I raised some money to do some some studies and then, uh, and then COVID hit, and so we sort of delayed things, and then, you know, we've, we eventually bought the building. Our nonprofit, Stratford Artworks, bought the building uh, and uh, have been raising money. And we think the project's about a $6.5 million project, and we've raised about about half of that so far. So we're, we're on the way on that project, but I think that's probably a 2025 is when we're going to see that one reopen.
0: Okay. And we'll, uh, like I said, we've got a little more time to talk about that, but I, as I understand it, you're, it's not just the theater, it's that block that's sort of coming back to life. Cause the theater itself, as I looked at old pictures, was next to like a, a grocery store or some uh, like a produce stand or something.
1: Yeah, there's basically three elements. There's a, there's the, there's the historic uh, theater building, which will be about 250 to 300 uh, person capacity. Then there's the, what's mainly the, the Elks Club uh, extension, which was built in the forties right next door. And that'll be a bar and restaurant. And then there's an 8,000 square foot patio. So we're doing the facade work. uh, And then we're doing the exterior patio. uh, And both, both of those will be done by spring and then we'll start working on the interior. So it's, yes, it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's almost a block worth
0: of work. And I'm excited to hear about that block's worth of work. We're going to have her back in a later episode to dig more into uh, Carmen Teatro, but right after the break, we're really going to get into Film Fest Tucson and what he is bringing as far as uh, different documentary short films and feature films here to the old Pueblo. My name is Tom Heath and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org.
2: This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to LifeAlongTheStreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity.
0: we're going to jump back into our interview with Herb Stratford. If you missed the first part of the show, uh, his bio is quite a, a bit to read. Just know if it has to do with films, he's been involved with it, whether it's creating it, curating it. Uh, he's also helped restore some theaters here in Tucson. And we're in the midst of our conversation about Film Fest Tucson coming up here October 13th, 14th and 15th. And I assume once it's done, that's going to be a place where we might be able to catch some of the shows from Film Fest Tucson. But right now, they're they're probably not uh, going to be uh, in uh, the theater uh, at the current stage.
1: Yeah, there's no restrooms and no heating or cooling in the Carmen right now, so you wouldn't want to see a a movie there right now. But yes, uh, it will be one of the the locations for Film Fest Tucson. Right now with Film Fest Tucson, our sort of home base is the Scottish Rite Cathedral, which is just such an amazing uh, historic building, 115-year-old building. Uh, That that building, because they have Masonic meeting rooms that we transform into screening rooms, and so that's definitely sort of our home base. We also do a lot of work at the AC AC Hotel, um, because they always are... uh, Host and, and one of our presenting sponsors is Love Block, and so they're very they're very great to us. And then we use the outside lawn at the Children's Museum for some free screenings, and the outside screen at uh, Main Gate Square for some of our free outdoor screenings. So we're we're all over along the streetcar line, actually, ironically.
0: Yeah, we talk about life along the streetcar. This is uh, films along the streetcar. But with, with, with how long? Film Fest was your creation, correct?
1: Yeah, so uh, me and Jennifer Teufel uh, sort of came together, uh, and Jen, you may know from uh, from Tucson Foodie and some other things. But yeah, I uh, I had done I'd been programming different film festivals. Um, I did some work, obviously, at the Fox when I was still running the Fox. But I was programming the Napa Valley Film Festival and uh, did that for a couple years. And I thought, you know, I really wanted to create that same sort of film festival experience uh, here in Tucson that I wasn't necessarily seeing happen. So, uh, so Jen and I got together and we created Film Fest Tucson uh, and that was, so this'll be our, this'll be our sixth festival. Uh, It would have been the seventh year, but, you know, because of COVID and whatnot.
0: Yeah, COVID. And I and I will tell you, it's, it's easy to find because one of my favorite photos that I have is a Film Fest Tucson being broadcast across the sidewalk from atop the Scottish Rite and very clearly uh, drawing people in like you're at a movie premiere. It's pretty cool uh, the way you've done that, too.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, there's just such great iconic architecture, as you know, downtown. And we really like the idea of bringing film into of you know, sort of unique historic Tucson buildings. And the idea that this isn't a festival that takes place at a multiplex, or it isn't a festival that, you know, you could plop down in any city in America, this really feels Tucson. So we make sure that we involve Tucson brands and Tucson experiences in a way that feels authentic. So if you come here, it's not just for locals, you know, it's for people to come to Tucson. And if you come here, you're going to know what you're going to get a little piece of Tucson.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, it's a little piece of Tucson, but, but you're uh your filmmakers are from all over uh, the world, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are. And actually this year, it's interesting, maybe even more international than ever. We've got films from from Italy. We've got films from uh, from Mexico, from Ireland, uh, really all over the place. And it's just, you know, what we do is we go story first. And so the most important thing to us is is a compelling story and something that's well done. And so, you know, we uh, I I scout because I'm a film critic, too, and and because I I also program. Of course, yeah and i look at films for the mendocino film festival and long beach new york film festival so i'm looking at you know uh, over a thousand films a year and so really i have the luxury of, of seeing so many great stories and then it's just figuring out which ones are, are, are the right for you know right for our audience here in tucson and the stories that i feel are compelling and you know thought-provoking
0: so that was gonna be my next question so the, is it, are you the the sole arbiter of who who gets in or is there a committee how does that how does that work
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it'd be it'd be a little bit presumptuous to say I'm the only voice in the room, um, and I, that would not be necessarily because y- y- best for everybody. Because you know what what I love doesn't necessarily translate to what everyone loves. So I'm certainly the first line, and then I have a committee that looks uh, looks also at films, and and we talk about that, and we figure out what makes sense, and and if things are, you know, if there's if there's a, an audience for that, or if it's a story we've already told, or or if there's you know some sort of a natural connection with with somebody. Like a lot of times partner with you know the Tucson Museum of Art or MoCA or the Jazz Festival or you know whoever it is because we've found a film or you know um, the Historic Preservation or Modernism Week or you know anybody like that um, we're all sort of looking for films that are going to cross promote you know and be of interest to a wider audience so there is there is definitely a group that sort of you know takes a look at things and it's, it's not just my word.
0: Well, and one, I think, one of the things I like about your website, and I'm really going to hope uh, people go to filmfesttucson.org, is you've got pictures of the venues, which I think is critical, so you understand kind of what you're talking about with some of these historic and modern. I mean, you've got 115 years old, and you've got the AC, which is virtually brand new. And I was kind of surprised. I didn't realize they even had the space for a screening in there, so it was, it was interesting to see that. But I like it because you have your your history going back to 2016, all the films that you've chosen for Tucson are all available for people to kind of get a sense of what you're just talking about. Have we told this story before? What's unique? I, I love your website.
1: Thanks. And you know, that's one of the things as, as a filmmaker, I know when I was looking at different festivals um, to try and submit the documentary that, uh, that my wife and I did, I, I wanted to see what you know, what the programming was for these, for these other festivals to see if it was a fit, right. If my film was a fit for another festival. So I really feel like that pedigree is really important for filmmakers and also for audiences just to see, you know, is this a genre fest, you know, is this a fest that, that has shown films that I, you know, maybe somehow stumbled on later and fell in love with And Oh, well, this is sort of the sensibility that I'm interested in. So I, I think that is sort of, it's almost like a film resume, you know, the, the filmmakers trusted us with their films in the past. And here's some of those films.
0: Yeah, and it's, it, I mean, the history is, I mean, there's definitely some recognizable names, things that you, know, you might be surprised to see at a what I, my, my, I don't know if it's considered, but a smaller film festival. Um, and then I liked it because I, <laughs> I go back to the first year and you've got a filmmaker, you know, Bill Plimpton. And, you know, he he is very well, well known. I think he's won an Academy Award or nominated. And, and now this year, not only is, are you presenting his film, but he's coming to town to, to speak.
1: Yeah, Bill's a wonderful Bill's one of our our, our great guests this year. Um, we've always tried to show some of Bill's work. I met Bill when I was up in Napa um, in probably 2013 or 14. And he's just a great guy. And he's such an incredible uh, talent. Uh, you know, for people who don't know, he's been nominated for an Academy Award twice. He hand draws every single cell of his films. And he's uh, he's just a he's just a great guy, and so it worked out schedule wise to have him here this year. And so he's doing the shorts program, which actually fits. Uh, Will be co-hosting, and then uh, we're doing a sneak peek at his new feature film called Slide, which is sort of set in the Southwest, which is perfect for us, and uh, and we're really excited about having Bill here.
0: And as as I understand it, uh, our our local. Uh uh, kind of a well known artist from the newspaper, uh, Fitz will be uh, interviewing him or, or chatting with him yeah
1: yeah he 's going to be interviewing him and that that just sort of was a, a sort of a, a, a no brainer for me. I just called Fitz up and I said, you know. I could really use your help, and he was like, "I can't even believe you're asking me this." Of course, I would love to come and talk with with uh, Bill. So it was sort of a it was sort of a marriage made in heaven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's get into some of the details, uh, uh, the dates, the how do you get tickets, and then some of the other uh, besides Bill Clinton, some of the other uh, notables of because you've got. Th- 30 is it 30 films
1: it, it's it's just under 30 yeah um, and so uh, so basically the, the dates are October 13 14 15 uh, it, it's mainly you know the 14th and 15th but there's a there's a party and a little bit of stuff going on on Thursday night the 13th um, and uh, as you mentioned uh, filmfesttucson.org dot org is where you can find the schedule there's a, there's actual descriptions of, of all the individual films uh, and uh, a grid showing you what's playing where and then there's links on each film, uh, to go get tickets. And, you know, we do, we're doing about four things for free outdoors, uh, two each on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, and then everything else is, is a ticketed film, but it's, you know, really uh, film tickets are $10 a person. So it's probably cheaper than going to see, you know, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, and, uh, so that's good. Or we have passes that you can buy as well to see things. And um, some of our other sort of higher profile things, I mean, really one of the most exciting things for for Tucson foodies really is uh, Phil Rosenthal. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure people are familiar with Somebody Feed Phil, which is the number one sort of travel and food show on Netflix uh, with Phil Rosenthal, who's the creator of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. And this is his sixth season that's dropping just about three days after our festival on Netflix. And so Phil is coming out. He's going to be debuting uh, one of his episodes uh, for us on the screen. And I'm going to have a chance to talk with Phil afterwards, which is really exciting because Phil is just he's he's food royalty, first of all. And then the idea that, you know, we can show off Tucson food scene to Phil is really a treat.
0: Yeah, and there's I'm looking through this and you got films from you know, older films from like a silent film from nineteen twenty eight and it just really the whole gamut of, of uh, opportunities are there.
1: Yeah, we're super excited about um, the. So what you're speaking of is the 1928 The Passion of Joan of Arc, which is, which is a film that was considered lost for decades until it finally turned up in the early 2000s. And uh, what we're doing is we're, and we do this pretty frequently, almost every year we try and show a silent film with live music because it's just a transformative event. And this one we were going to do in 2020 until, until COVID hit, so we were able to reschedule. But George Serra is an L.A.-based uh, composer and conductor, and he has composed a school that he's been traveling around the world with that accompanies this film and it's basically a score for uh, a quartet and, a, and and voices live chorus. So he will be performing uh, with local musicians and vocal artists along with the silent film The Passion of Joan of Arc, which is really going to be sort of a you know I, I don't care how big your TV is or how great your sound system is. It, this is an experience you can't get at home. <laughs>
0: Wow, I I had no idea about that. That's fantastic. This is uh, this is amazing. And you know, I've seen I've I've seen the the advertisements. I don't think I've actually been to a film at film fest, and I'm embarrassed to say that. But because I'm looking back at your history, I'm like, man, I would have liked to have seen some of those. Um, <laughs> but I I'm definitely going to make it out this year for a, a couple of these for for sure. And her, this is I feel like this is just flown by. Like we, we I could talk to you all day about the festival. I mean, I, you, you've made a documentary. I'd like to talk about that. So we're definitely going to have to have you come back on the show, maybe, uh, down the road and talk about some of your physical projects. Um, that's, that's improving the landscape of Tucson, not just the, the intellect of Tucson.
1: Love to do that. Absolutely. Whenever, whenever you're ready. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I would encourage everybody to to take a look and I know it's a busy weekend. Um, it's a non-football weekend, but it's a busy weekend with events and, I think when you look at our schedule, you'll find there's something for everybody. And uh, we'd, we'd love to have folks come out and, and experience the festival.
0: Well, check it out. It's uh, FilmFestTucson.org. The whole schedule's on there. You might be downtown for another event, and you can uh, you know, see one of these in the afternoon or evening to offset what else you're doing and just spend the day downtown. Absolutely. Herb, thank you so much for your time, and um, I'm sure we'll run into each other soon.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Herb Stratford of Stratford Productions. Uh, He is a a filmmaker. He is a film critic. He curates film festivals. He restores theaters. If it has to do with the film industry, he has probably done it. And we appreciate his time. I know he is quite busy getting ready for Film Fest Tucson coming up here October 13th, 14th, and 15th. My name is Tom Heath. You're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM. And available for streaming at downtownradio.org.
2: This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087 3087- BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity.
0: And while you're over there at downtownradio.org getting your swag on, why don't you check out our lineup? You know, we know it's a, a rock mix Monday through Saturday, drive times every every day during the week with Paleo Dave. Really cool shows curated throughout the week. And then Sundays, Mr. Nature, Little Leaf Radio, DJ Bank, The Musical Bum, putting on The Art of Easing. And uh, right after us, we have Ted Prozelski with Words and Work, and then Heavy Mental at the uh, top of the hour with Ty Logan. And then stick around for more music. We've got uh, Speakerbox X talking about the hip-hop genre and playing some fabulous music, a lot of it local. Um, v Rib does the interviews really well with some, uh, uh, some great artists in that genre. And then just you know keep it tuned in to 99.1 or keep it streaming on the downtownradio.org. And you're going to hear some great things throughout the day and the week. Well, thanks again to Herb Stratford for his time today talking about Film Fest Tucson. And you can go to FilmFestTucson.org for all the details of shows and uh, costs and and everything else that is associated with having a good experience with Film Fest Tucson. And after we wrapped up the interview, he was telling me about uh, one of the the films that uh, we definitely want to... Make sure you're aware of it. It's called Finding Her Beat, and it's it's about a, a Minnesota uh, woman getting into the somewhat male-dominated world of uh, taiko drumming, and they're going to follow that film up. It's an outdoor film at the Children's Museum. They're going to follow that up with uh, a taiko band uh, a, 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 a performance, so uh, check that out. And In honor of that, we're going to leave you with a little music today of that genre. This is from 2011 as part of a soundtrack for the movie Shogun 2. Uh, it's just called Taiko Shuffle. My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar.